Night Talk, giving you depth and texture to the conversations that matter. Bertha Charuma on SAFM. And this is a very, very strong, pivotal, history-changing topic. Hashtag to the ballot, women in politics. And as women, where have we been? Or where are we? Maybe that's the question I, I should be asking. And I'll be joined in conversation by Susan Tolme, um, who is the Governance and Justice Manager at Gender Links. So um, there's, a, you know, there's an author, Fio Ben uh, Gurirab, who, who wrote this. Um, um, and Ben Gurirab is president of the Interparliamentary Union, speaker of the National Assembly of the Republic of Namibia and a former prime minister. Says that despite the remarkable progress of women in many, many professions, politics is not one of them. Indeed, around the world, women have been conspicuous uh, by their absence in decision and policy making in government. When the United Nations' first World Conference on Women was held in Mexico City, that was in 1975, the international community was reminded that discrimination against women remained a persistent problem in many countries. So I'm one of those women. I don't believe in standing and always feeling like I'm a victim. Yes, victimization does happen, but at some point... Take the stand, put your foot down, soldier on, and just make it happen. But let me introduce our guest so that uh, we get straight to the point and also make sure you do give us a call on our voice note um, line, which is 0614104107, and make sure your recordings are clear, they're crisp, and they're audible, and uh, should not exceed a minute so that we are able to uh, load them and play them on air. Susan, good to have you on Night Talk. Thank you very much for inviting me. Why is it is taking us so long to be evident and to just be visible when it comes to politics? I think it's a really good question and it's something that I've been <laughs> researching and kind of looking into for for at least 15 years now. Um, and I think that there has been, you know, quite a lot of progress Um but not enough. Um, the progress has been, you know, pretty slow. Um, and I think there are a number of there are a number of barriers that exist. Um, you know, uh, I think we have to acknowledge the fact that uh, Rwanda in Africa has the highest um, proportion of women uh, representation in Parliament. Um, followed by Senegal, um, and then South Africa is number 16 um, in the world ranking. So quite a lot of progress has been made, but it would take us uh, over 100 years um, to get to the, um, the, the target that has been sent by the SADC, uh, I mean by the um, Sustainable Development um, Goals which is, you know, 50% by 2030. Mm. And, I, you know, I, I was just giving an example earlier on uh, when we started the show that um, we had um, a, a, a political party, Ahang, some years back, uh, which was actually um, 
founded by anti-apartheid activist that was Mampela Rampela way back then in 2013. It was founded on the 22nd of June 2013. And when she started this party, there was a little bit of excitement, but something just happened and it fizzled. And when it fizzled, it, it's so unfortunate. And women, to some extent, we just don't have that that thing to support each other. Um, a lot of things happened and a lot of interviews happened, but the party just had to disintegrate because there were some, you know, some cracks in the party and, you know, not really many people bought into it. And I would have expected women to buy into it, but we didn't. <laughs> uh, I mean, yeah, I wish I had the answer to that question. Um, you know, I think that... You know, in South Africa, you know, if we if we looking at and I mean, if we talk to South Africa specific here, um, you know, we are actually quite well represented um, politically from you know cabinet. Um, we are least represented um, in the media, so that in particular um, is is an, is a sort of an, an area and a gap for us. But generally, you know, women, uh, we are 50% in cabinet. Um, we are 46%, um, you know, members of parliament. So, you know, it's not as much as, you know, as being there. Uh, I think that there are just continue to be a range of barriers that prevent women from either accessing or being able to participate effectively. Um, there are a number of those political parties, violence, the media, uh, you know, women's general, you know, economic and financial situation, um, and, and, you know, um, culture and tradition, obviously, uh, within the country. Uh, I think the peculiar thing is the fact that we know that women are actually very politically active. Um, women are uh, um, better voters than men, so... Uh, the, the voter turnout for the national elections in 2019 was 55%, and in the last local elections was 58%, even though, um, you know, it was the, the lowest, um, one of the lowest um, uh, voter registrations and voter turnouts that we had. Um, but the question is, why, you know, why aren't women, you know, voting for other women? And, um, you know, and I think that that's a, an important question that we need to, to be asking, especially as our electoral system is also going to be changing in the coming elections. Mm. Politically, so I would, so just sitting and thinking, maybe is it because... Uh, you know, we are not taken seriously when, you know, when we are politically active or when we've been given, when we've been given political positions. And when you are now in parliament and you've been given that seat, is that the right space where you can change the narrative of abuse or a certain view where women are just not taken seriously. I don't know if I'm if 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 you get my point, if if I'm making sense at all. I mean, I think that you're talking, you know, I think that you're talking about, you know, the impact that women have in in maybe policy making yes. um, within, you know, within parliament. Uh, and I would, you know, and I think, you know, if you look at our levels 
of you know representation um, in Parliament. We are high. We you know close on forty we forty six percent going you know so we close to parity, which is where we want to be. Um, but and you look at our policy and you look at our you know legal framework and we've got a really good legal framework. We've got good domestic violence laws. You know we've got good sexual offences laws. Um, but when it actually comes, when you, when you, you know, actually then drill down to the actual situation of women on the ground, it's a very different picture because we still have some of the highest levels of gender-based violence. We still have very high levels, you know, of inequality. So I don't think that it's a matter of, um, you know, actually developing the policy. I think that we, you know, have have political will in that area. I think where it falls down is in the implementation, and I think that that is very closely linked um, to issues around culture, patriarchy, uh, you know, very entrenched systems, um, you know, of, of of violence, for example, that do keep our women out of the, the public space. Mm. In Right here in South Africa, we had um, the ANC Women's League. Yes. And it was so, at some point, it was very active and it was so vividly in your face. And I now see that for some, you know, I don't know. It's almost like it has simmered down. And for what reason, I don't understand because I honestly believe this is the right time because we have been given that platform and we are being acknowledged. And this is the right time, ripe time for a woman to, to you know, to be possibly a president of this country? <laughs> um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm a little bit skeptical, unfortunately, about women's leagues. Um, I think they're often established with the, you know, sensible aim of advancing, you know, women's political participation, but they end up being, you know, um, you know, sort of the party organizers of functions, um, you know, rather than um, actually mobilizing and supporting, you know, women candidates um, during the elections and women supporters. I mean, they've been quite controversial in the past saying, you know, that South Africa isn't ready for a woman president. Um, you know, they've also, you know, supported, um, you know, uh, you know, previous presidents with questionable um, histories. Um, so I think that there is a little bit of a question mark around the role of women's wings. Um, um, and in South Africa, in particularly around what they're, you know, adding to the, you know, the dialogue and the conversation around, um, you know, the time being, you know, having more women in 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 leadership and, you know, moving towards women in president. I mean, women president. Uh, we're going to take uh, some voice notes, but also just to open up the lines. The lines are. I mean, and we will have an open line as from top of the hour anyway, uh, but we can start now 086 um, You can give us a call or otherwise send us a voice note on 0614104107. And maybe I'm going to put it out there. Would you vote for a woman president if one, you know, a woman had to be given that opportunity? And if it is so, where we are right now as a country which of the women that are in government or that have positions in parliament at the moment would you vote for? And would you vote for 
as the president of the Republic of South Africa. It will be interesting to know and interesting to find out. But let's just take a voice note and let's hear what's out there. Evening, Betha. Interesting topic, women and politics. I mean, we can also be realistic that women are the mothers of the nation. They are raising children in homes. You go into every home, women are left to take care of the children in the home, while men in a patriarchal society, politics has to do with power, and women can do both. And I think life is teaching us a significant role of a woman in a society, that while we are leaders in our communities, in our homes, men still hold power as the head as the culture and I think we should change that this is Nikiwe Mangaun thank you thank you Nikiwe um, what's your view Susan I mean I think that that's I think that she pretty much hits the nail on the head there uh, you know, we still live in a society, you know, that's deeply entrenched in patriarchal beliefs. Um, and there's a belief that, you know, women shouldn't be in politics. Um, and there's this belief that, you know, we should be showing why, you know, women should be in politics or, you know, um, you know, what difference they make. But, you know, they have the right to be there regardless of whether they make a difference. A lot of men are in politics and they don't make any difference. Um I think we have to move, you know, I, I, I think we have to move the conversation along um, to, to, you know, saying, of course, we, you know, we do want uh, equal numbers of women, um, you know, in politics. But, you know, as with all politicians, we want politicians in, in, in positions of power if they're going to do something for the people that they're serving. So in the same way that we don't want, you know, men politicians, um, you know, who don't have our interests at heart, you know, the same goes for women. So, I, I you know, I think that it's just important, you know, from a, 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 you know, a justice and equality point of view to have women there. And then it just makes sense, um, you know, because they bring, they bring um, different issues and, um, and views to the table. Let's take another voice note. Um, good evening. Uh, first time listening to this uh, this late radio is to SAFM. Um, I will vote for a woman president as long as a manifesto that the party puts out um, is, in, is interested to what I want to see a political party achieve for the country. Thank you. Over there is recent. You see, they're there. Men are ready. They are readily available to vote for us. And I think we just have this questioning ideology that I... I I don't know when we will get it in our heads just to yeah grab the bull by the horns. I know a lot of other women feel differently where like the previous caller who said you know we need to take care of the family and all that and th such positions we need to leave them. To yeah, I mean yeah, I, I think it's a little bit complicated a bit more complicated than that, you know. I think that women do want to take the bull by the horns and they do. But once you enter into the space, you know, you come up against barrier after barrier, be it political parties when you're first trying to get into the space. 
well, and even before that, you need the money to get into the space. Then you've got to overcome all of the the, the deeply entrenched patriarchal beliefs from your family, from the community, um, you know, from everyone else. Um, you know, then once you get into that space, you've got to overcome violence. So I don't think it's just a matter of, you know, women, you know, not just, you know, wanting to get into that space. I think that it's, we still have many, many barriers that we need to break down. Um, in order to, you know, in order to facilitate that um, process so that there's more of a level playing field, um, you know, with women and men. Let's. I've got a caller um, from um, Everton in Val. Good evening. Welcome to the view, um, tonight talk. Good evening. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you. Very well. Thank you. Um, I just have one slight opinion here. I personally do believe that we have so many women that have potential to be great leaders in our country. But our system has relegated our women into deputizing. You can see the cabinet of our president. It is the women are more in deputizing posts other than in real leadership positions. So we we have a lot of women that have potential. I personally uh, uh, would vote for Umamuna Lady Pando to be the president of the country because she's so astute, so uh, uh, powerful in her leadership. But we, we, we have this mentality, or I don't know whether it is the patriarchal system that has been engraved in us and also in the women of South Africa that every time we need to defend the men, every time we need to be deputizing, every time we need, the women need to be beneath uh, uh, our men. And we do have a lot of potential in South Africa. So it's very sad that this is happening in our country. And the, the moment that is changed, the moment the women of the country take a stand to say, we need to be seen, we need to now uh, uh, become leaders in our own right, and that is where we are going to see a very huge change in our country. I believe so too, and I, especially hmm. considering what is happening at the moment. I mean, this is almost like a like a like a red flag to say, maybe we just need to do something slightly different. Exactly, something needs to happen, and if we don't do it now, then we are never going to win this. Never. Yeah, Nshansha, thank you so much. Have yourself a pleasant evening. And you know. When it comes to President Women, I remember when um, the previous uh, pro- uh, public protector, um, everyone was raving, saying that, you know what, she would also make a very, very uh, good president. I'm talking about Tulima Donsela, by the way. And very composed and very well collected. I also really believe she could make, you know, a very good president. I also think that um, Kosaza Nazuma would also make a very, very good president. But those are my views. Those are my opinions. They don't really count. Look, this is a, a situation where I, I suppose we, we're really trying to figure out how we can get our women to be active. And Ntlantla highlighted something so important that I think I've... It, it also went, I, I overlooked this particular issue where women are always depu- deputized all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that's um, the you know the the point that we need to be looking at. You know, um, it's it's more about saying um, you know what we want or putting in you know on on paper um, the right thing to do. I think all of that is there. Um, and I think that we have the women. I don't think that we in any any short supply of competent women to take up these roles. I think what's lacking at the moment um, is the political will and the and the systems um, in place that are actually going to an empowering environment, an enabling environment that will actually allow that to happen. Um, you know, so that women can actually overcome the barriers that continue to exist continue to exist for them to to actually get into those positions and to be able to participate effectively. I'm going to, ta- to, 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 to take a view that I know, of course, it's not going to happen because the, the individual I'm about to talk about, uh, she's late, uh, Winima Dikisela Mandela. Do you think had she been given that opportunity, do you think she would have made a, a good female president? <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't think that I can um, necessarily answer that question. I didn't know her very well as a politician, uh, you know, um, just in terms of, uh, you know, working within Parliament. Um, but I think that, you know, someone of her standing and someone of her stature um, and someone that, you know, the, the people could really relate to, I think is the kind of person that, you know, we really need. Um, you know, not someone that's going to polarize, um, but someone, you know, that actually stands up and speaks up for women's rights um, and for people's rights, uh, you know, because a lot of the pushback that you get is, you know, but, you know, we should be looking at all rights um, and everyone's rights. And, and, and that's the thing, you know, with women in decision-making, they worry about, you know, their girl children, their boy children, the community. Um, so, you know, I think that anyone who represents that, and I think that that's what she represented, uh, you know, would be would be a good candidate. Yeah. You know, it's, I look at Donald Trump. Um, before he became president, a lot of people had an opinion when he said, one day I would like to be the president of, of, of America. And it, it wasn't taken seriously. And they, he, 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 just, he just ran with it. And we woke up one day and he was the president of the United States of America. And then on our platform, although he's not president, Julius Malema, way before he you know empowered himself and and cleaned up well and started EFF when he started EFF and no before he even started EFF he was uh, in the youth league and there was a whole lot of uh, you know, we used to throw jabs at him saying, oh, he's only got woodwork. What will he say to us? Will he even and he decided he's going to start a party. He started a party like a joke and the party has taken off and he is vying to be the president of this country at some point. Yes. And I would, I would not be surprised if one day we wake up and we say, but he did say so. How did that happen? (laughs) I mean, interestingly though, the EFF is one of the parties that has, you know, made, 
made commitments to, you know, um, including women. I think on their last list, it was in the region of 46% women. But this is, I think, a prime example of where, you know, what, you know, political parties or what politicians say um, on one hand doesn't mean, you know, that that's how it actually exists in reality. Um, we know that they've come, you know, out against, um, you know, quite misogynistically against women journalists. So, you know, we've also got to be, you know, very careful around, um, you know, what what we believe and, and, and you know, what our politicians say and, and how they actually um, act in, the, in, in public. Yeah. Um, I've got a, 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 a text, and then from the text I'll go to the voice note. So the text says, it doesn't matter who the president is. At the end, she or he is not in charge. Look around the world. There's no president that is in charge of any country. They are just managers executing instructions. That's uh, Oba King in, uh, in Bodibe. That's quite a, okay. What do you think? Uh, I, I mean, I, I I think that if if that was the case, we would have very different governments. I mean, I think we have um, good instructions, but our politicians don't necessarily, um, uh, yeah, um, deliver on those. Um, but yeah, I mean, in theory, it's right. It shouldn't matter who or what sex the president is, as long as they're delivering on what they've said they're going to do. Let's go to voice notes and hear what uh, what what they're saying. I um Bethel. Um, I would like to say that um, I don't see any issue uh, for me as a man uh, to vote for um for a woman. Um, Tulima Donzella, and by the time she was in the office, she uh, she really showed. Um, um, good leadership skills, uh, integrity, you know, that uh, gave me a, a different uh, perspective of um, of women, you know, and she really convinced me that um, women are able and can lead um, when it's necessary or when they're given uh, an, opp- an opportunity to do so. Uh, although uh, um, there'll always be stumbling blocks for for women in leadership, because the space has been um, long occupied by by men, so accepting um, women to occupy that space or partake in that space will be a challenge. Um, but definitely, um, I will vote for um, for a lady, of course. Thank you. Good morning to all the listeners of SAFM. Uh, my name is Robert Muller from the Northern Cape. I like the topic of the woman in leadership that you have, especially where we support a woman for president. Look, I want to be clear. The problem is that we have here is we are not embracing too much of our women. We are not giving them opportunities. There are a lot of women they can fulfill and become great presidents. Look at the ACP leader, is a woman. I am following her uh, on her social media and everything. She doesn't get the support, even though she showed her leadership skill, but the support 
from the society and in our South Africa is not so good for her. So seriously, our supporter leader, a woman for a president in the next coming elections. Good evening, uh, Sister Betha Zedwati. Sister Betha, uh, myself as a father of three girls, I'll vote for a woman president, but she will lose because these hypocritic women won't vote for her. Women are their own enemy. They don't believe, uh, they don't have confidence in women leadership. Good example is the spokespersons for women in leadership are men. Drivers for women in leadership are men. Uh, I can, uh, we can go on to how women in leadership are being treated by their fellow counterparts, like the Mujurus, uh, uh, the, the Kosazana Zumas, and others. And then I've got another text here just before, um, you know, I let you go, Susan. It says, I beg to differ with the view that Tulima Donzella could make it um, as kiss a woman president compared to Dr. Nkosa Zanazuma and Naledi Pandor. You've got to be an active player to lead other players. Madonsela is not active in politics, Bertha. Her being a public protector did not make her um, active player, but somehow a watchdog. That's from Arthur uh, Gabela. And I do know that, uh, Susan, you know, you are from governance and justice management at Gender Links. Well, you know, and of course, the whole idea was if women were more visible where politics is, is concerned, could it then mean, like you were saying, that, you know, the policies uh, could be in favor of women? And I think you, you did answer me there when, you know, um, maybe in closing, just to reiterate what that could mean. Thanks very much, Peter. I mean, I think um, the the point here is, um, you know, men have dominated um, in politics, um, you know, since the beginning of time. Um, there has been um, an increasing, uh, you know, attention to women in, in political decision-making in particular, because we've seen that, uh, you know, when they're not at the table and when their concerns and issues are not being raised in those political spaces, they're not being addressed. Um, only since more women came into politics are we starting to talk about violence, for example, are we starting to talk about sexual reproductive health rights. Um, all of those issues are coming to the fore now because women are sitting at the table. Um, so the point is, you know, women women should be there. They have a right to they have a right right to be at the table. You know, whether they make a big difference or not, but they do bring the concerns and issues. Or in theory, um, they bring the concerns and issues of women to the table. Um, and if we look at the progression of women, um, you know, and women's rights um, over the past couple of decades, um, there is a correlation um, in terms of the increased number of women in, um, in politics and, you know, the improvement of the lives of women, you know, just, um, you know, in their everyday lives. Well, I'd like to say thank you so much for joining us this evening on Night Talk.
let's hope that going forward, you know, this narrative will change, will be more active. And also maybe, you know, when we, to be a game changer, like uh, the last text when, you know, where, the, where, the, where, where he says you really have to be active. I know we've been underprivileged or disadvantaged rather as women since, you know, I don't know. And at some point, something just needs to change. Absolutely. Um, and, and change will come. Um, but as with change, so does pushback come. So as we're taking, you know, two steps forward, unfortunately, we're getting pushed back as well. Um, you know, we're in the process of rolling back, um, you know, rights are being rolled back. Um, and the same thing is happening with, you know, women's political participation. Um, you know, even in South Africa, we've gone back in the local government. So, you know, it's a constant, you know, it's never going to be a fight that's won. I think it's constantly going to be, you know, two steps forward, um, one step back. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, have yourself a pleasant evening. That's Thanks. Susan. T yes. Thanks very much. You too. Bye. Thanks, Susan. Susan Tolme um, is the Governance and Justice Manager at Gender Links.